Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth a trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the third film in the Hunger Games franchise, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. This movie came out 2014, so following the trend of a new movie every year in this franchise. Directed by Francis Lawrence, written by Peter Craig, Danny Strong, and Suzanne Collins. Uh, This one stars, as the previous films do, Jennifer Lawrence, Joss Hutchinson, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, Donald Sutherland, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and the addition of Julianne Moore to the cast for this film. Uh, The plot summary for this movie, Katniss Everdeen is in District 13 after she shattered the game forever. Under the leadership of President uh, Coyne, and the advice of her trusted friends, Katniss spreads her wings as she fights to save PETA and, na- and a nation moved by her courage. Uh, I like this movie even less than I liked the last movie. This franchise started off good. I had some minor quibbles in the first movie. The second movie I felt had a lot of issues, a lot of confusion, a lot of characters acting in ways that didn't make sense, a lot of things happening that don't make sense, and then later are explained but still not in a very satisfying way. A twist at the end that makes was not set up at all makes no sense and this movie i i feel just just amplifies that trend and makes me not like this movie like watching this movie made me regret deciding to watch these franchise of movies which after watching the first one i was excited i was like "Ooh, let's see it sets it up nice let's see what this battle between katniss and the the capital turns into and this, once I see what this is turning into, it is laughable. I have problems. I will, if you're a fan of the movie, you will probably not like what I have to say about this movie. But uh, it's just all of the same problems. I Overall, I just don't even like the story. Like, assuming that these movies are related to the original books and the books have... Uh, are focused on the same things that these movies are, I probably wouldn't even like the books, even if they do flesh out the decisions that characters make and fill in all the gaps that seemingly felt cut out of these movies to make them make sense. Uh, just, uh, Just not good, not good, not happy. Like, just, I'm gonna be so happy when I'm done watching and reviewing the next and final movie. There is a prequel, apparently, that's coming out uh, later this year, which, because it's a prequel, maybe it would be interesting. 
but I'm not holding my breath. It is just a, a disappointment all around with this this movie franchise. Uh, but let's get into it, right? And I love movies that are about rebellion, about underdogs, about standing up for justice, ab- about fighting against the man, right? I love this genre of films, the subgenre of films that this movie claims to be about. But the way this movie goes about and the way this movie executes those ideas is sad. I do not care. I do not want the rebellion to win any more than I want the capital to stay around. I just don't care about Katniss. I don't care about this love triangle. I don't care. I don't just none of it. What they're focused on, what the rebels are focused on, on how to quote unquote win this this rebellion makes absolutely no sense right this movie feels lifeless feels empty it feels like it feels like a movie i just it just it just hurts it hurts this movie hurts my brain this movie hurts my heart uh the character motivations as the last movie feel fake like nothing what they do doesn't make any sense the 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 everything just feels very pointless in this movie right and they could have made all of this stuff into a single film like there is nothing important that happened in the second film that is necessary there is nothing even in this movie that's very necessary like what happens to Katniss and Peeta and them getting split up and all that stuff just it, it, it never means anything nothing ever means anything ever in this movie in these movies and because of that i don't even think i would like the books right this movie we are now in the quote unquote rebellion right the first two movies setting everything up even though it's pretty much the first one set it up but the second one's like the rebellions going on in the background Katniss just happens to walk by this room that the doors cracked on a train to see monitors that she's not supposed to be able to look at but there exist on a train for some reason to begin with and now she's a part of this rebellion in this movie right but I don't even want the rebel, the rebels to win either. Like, I just don't care. The, like, they don't even seem to care. They seem way more concerned about what costuming their Mockingjay is going. They seem like they're casting a role for a, a like, a, an amusement park character. More than they're trying to win a war of any kind. More than they're trying to overturn the people in charge they seem far more concerned on their casting choices and costume design like it's more than just feeling like things were lost in the adaptation right the first the last movie i i gave it a lot of like excuses like maybe there was just things missing in the adaptation that's why clearly I'm sure if I read the books it would all of the the things that make no sense in the second movie would be fleshed out in the book, right? Probably true. But I don't think that that is not what my issue is in this movie. Not at all. 
right? I have a feeling whatever's in the books is also would drive me insane. I just overall just don't like the story. But I need to get into spoilers to talk about it, right? So this movie is the quote-unquote rebellion. And nothing really happens in this movie. It's a part one. Uh, you know, at the end of the last movie, Katniss and uh, and uh, Peta were separated for some reason. She apparently destroyed the games, right? These games that took place in different locations every time, but she destroyed the dome right above where she was, and somehow the giant pieces of the dome didn't fall on her as the rebels plane that they have for some reason effortlessly like scoops her up but i want to get into spoilers of this this movie because i just want to mention the things and why i don't like this movie and then move on and be done with this review and then i'll watch the last movie and then i'll talk about that one and then i can put this whole franchise behind me and never have to watch it again and really just judge people who like this movie it also Watching these movies and seeing the stupidity that is this, these movies during the pandemic when there was the whole anti-vaxxer thing using the, the three-finger salute and whistle to, like, signify other anti-vaxxers. Like, I don't know if they watch these movies, but that's, like, that is not, <laughs> like, that, it's, you can have it. You can have whatever... Like, you want to repurpose whatever came from this movie, feel free. It is dumb, but it makes sense for whatever your ivermectin brain comes up with. Uh, but let's get into spoilers. Why? What they choose to focus on in this story is absolutely ridiculous, right? They focus on fashion early on in these movies. Even the fashion designer is, like, so important and so key to Katniss Everdeen that he even escorts her he's the one that escorts her to the second games that she's going to right and then he gets killed right fashion and production and these things are so important and crucial in this world that exists the for whatever reason the production the the main focus of this movie is the production of propaganda and they have a really annoying short term for propaganda calling it propo we're making propo and that's how we're going to win the war against the capital by making propo we got to make sure we cast the right mocking jay for our propo it is it makes me my it makes my brain swell and want to like bleed out listening to this propo like they want to tell a story about rebellion from the perspective of the propaganda right and the figurehead which is fine there's movies that do that thing and that actually do it well the way it's executed in this movie is absolutely laughable because it feels more like they're they're doing a marketing campaign like this movie was written by people who work at a uh, a marketing firm right In, instead of like 
it just it's just mind blowing the things that people do the focuses that this rebellion has who has a president also i don't know how th- there's like a whole society somehow within the pan am community existing a whole massive society and they they have their own president they have their own costumes they're you know, uniform. Everybody wears, oh, not everybody, like 99.99% of the people in this society wear all of the same matching uniforms, right? I guess it's supposed to be like communism versus fascism or something. I don't know. Except for there's a handful of people that wear different things, and it makes no sense why everybody wears the exact same thing except for like a handful of people. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show and it's all about the production of these videos Right, they shoot Katniss, they give her lines, they write songs for her to sing. Like even within the movie, it is so disgusting and fake. Right? She is in this movie, Katniss Everdeen is an actor playing the part of a rebel leader. Despite the fact that she in this movie in the first movie actually rebelled against the capital and was able to get the upper hand against the capital and get her way against the capital in a beautifully written way like her how she's able to save Peta in the first movie which is the only movie where it makes sense why she would want to save him and how she gets the upper hand how that first movie was executed interesting amazing the rest of this is like they're casting somebody for a reality tv show spot right doesn't make any sense it's just painful the president of this rebellion doesn't at all feel like a leader of any kind right she feels like some middle manager who just like listens to the person that kissed her ass which is philip seymour hoffman who has like these like ridiculous ideas for their propo but at no point do they seem like they have any kind of plan or or course of action to actually overthrow. It's all about the production of the propo in this movie. Right? No plan, no kind of like they have planes, they have missiles, they have artillery, they have tons of people. But no actual plan of anything. It's just like we got to film these propos and then somehow broadcast them to everybody. That's all they care about. Just every meeting, it just feels like just 
it makes me feel like I'm back working at a day job and listening to managers who have no idea how to manage. Like they're not leaders, right? They just, their plan is how are we going to manipulate employees into doing what they want them to do, right? That is, that is the same kind of vibe that these, the president has. It's just like, they, they have no plans. Like, how are we just going to manipulate the thing? It's like they've clearly had some kind of success to have the massive amounts of people on their side, to have this gigantic compound, to have planes and mi like everything available to them obviously wasn't just acquired through their propo, but that is all they seem to care about. Their ability to just kind of travel anywhere within Pan Am and receive like no conflict, there's no friction, there's like no point at which the capital, the people that, you know, like the, the police officers or whatever that we saw in the previous film that like whipped Gale, right? They st clearly have planes and bombs and things like that. They show up and bomb a hospital. But like for whatever reason, the rebels are able to kind of just effortlessly fly around wherever. They take Katniss to go look at District 12 on her own, by herself, no protection. She's supposed to be the figurehead of their movement, but they allow her. There's, like, zero concern with letting her go, like, flying to District 12 to begin with. Like, hey, are we worried that maybe the capital is, we are inside Pan Am, who is, like, replaced cameras everywhere has like this technology to monitor everything everywhere all at once and like we're just gonna fly our figurehead that president snow wants to kill like she's just gonna go it doesn't make any sense it make any sense why they can just fly and do whatever very effortless and the only focus is like oh we need to we need to get people to see our propo like, even when at the end of this movie, when they go to extract PETA, which the, the, the continued just, like, obsession with saving PETA makes no sense. The first movie makes sense, sure. They're both from the same district. They don't want anybody to die, but Katniss doing what she can to save PETA, sure. Obviously, even before that, we find out that he is ill-equipped. He has very few skills aside from amazing makeup ability and strength right so he's he's a lame duck we need to focus on saving PETA the fact that there is an obsession not only from Katniss which is just exhausting to see her obsess over saving PETA for no like there is zero chemistry between the two of them I don't buy I guess they're supposed to be in love now I don't buy any of that I don't buy her emotional connection to Gale either like the the whole love triangle is absolutely absurd makes no sense but not only her obsession with PETA but like everybody especially in the last film everybody's like obsessed with saving PETA for some reason makes absolutely no sense he has no one to go back he's not in, he's no, no responsibilities right there's the, he, they act like he is the key to winning this rebellion is PETA that's what they act like but at no point does it seem like he has anything to offer anybody ever at all like there's no sense why they obsess over 
We must save Peter. Peter must live. We must save him. And even when they go to extract Peter, along with all of the other people the capital had from the end of the last movie, pretty effortlessly, this these rebels who have a plane just effortlessly fly into the capital and just pretty effortlessly extract everybody. Now, of course, there's a moment where where Katniss thinks that, which, by the way, Gale going on that mission makes absolutely no sense either. Why he would risk his life to save somebody that he should know is pretty useless to the cause, aside from their figurehead who's barely in it to anyway. Like, she's... Uh, doesn't make any sense why he's there. Obviously, the only reason he goes is because she thinks that the mission fails... But of course it doesn't, because not only does Gale live, but they get everybody, they extract everybody, PETA's fine. And it's pretty effortless, aside from the moment where she thinks that the two people that the audience on some level is supposed to believe she cares for, die. It just, like, I don't buy it. I don't, when she freaks out thinking that Gale and PETA are dead, I don't care. It's like, who cares? What does any of that matter? Why, like, I don't buy your love for them. I don't buy that. I never really felt like you and Gail were a thing. The, the whole PETA thing just doesn't make any sense ever. But it's just, it's like, it's like forcing the audience to watch some emotional roller coaster that Katniss goes on for no reason that I don't even buy. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. The only interesting aspect is the fact that when this episode, this movie starts and she's even more traumatized, right? She's trying to hide away. She's in the Rebels' Fortress of Solitude, and she's, like, hiding away, talking to herself, seemingly trying to remember who she is and where she came from, right? The trauma that she's experienced being in these games and killing people, that's an interesting aspect that's not at all explored at all. And again, her her single focus is to save Peta. That is all she's she's obsessed, obsessed every moment. We need to save Peta. How are we going to save Peta? What is going on with Peta? Like, who cares? Why are you so obsessed with Peta? Like, can you can nobody like step outside and see the bigger picture of what's going on? Why do they care about what costume they've designed? Like, not looking at like schematics of how they're going to get into a building or do anything or plans to overthrow this thing they are looking through shuffling through pages of sketches of figure drawings of potential costumes that pete is going to wear for their propo it's just like this is what you're focused on it it's just And there's this line when she shot the arrow at the dome screens, right? This The president says this line. When she shot the arrow at the dome screens, it electrified the districts. Come on. Come on. So cheesy. Oh, but is PETA okay? What happened to PETA? We have to save PETA. You need to make sure PETA lives. And I could understand the whole PETA thing, right? If he had people who were dependent on him, who had like, if he had a family, if he had kids. 
if he was at all crucial to the victory of the rebels against the capital. But they clearly stated in the first film and again in the second film that PETA is unqualified. He is unfit to take care of himself. So that is why Katniss needs to... It's just like this lame duck that is just dragged... Just like People put their lives at risk to save this guy for absolutely no benefit to the greater good of what's going on. Like, even if he showed some kind of leadership quality, like, in the games, in the last movie, if, like, we saw that PETA could have been this great leader, right? And everybody's focused on Katniss to be the great leader, the figurehead. But really, PETA's the one who showed when they all went back, he formed solidarity with all of the other victors. And he really displayed his leadership qualities. Like, if they had done that, then it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, of course they... He's, like, the key to actual leader, and he takes over for the president, who's clearly not a good leader. But no, that's not part of it either. Just absolutely nothing. Gail, most nothing character in this... Like, he doesn't have to... There's no reason for Gail to exist in in these movies. There's zero reason like that. The the scene where he's whipped in the second film could have easily been like PETA or could have just easily been somebody in their district. Like this whole need to have this love triangle that doesn't make any sense and doesn't feel like there is any kind of emotional connection between any of the three. Aside from characters saying they love like there is it doesn't at all and aside from like her obsession with PETA it doesn't make he does he's such a nothing character right it makes sense that Katniss is the symbol because she showed that she can rebel in the first movie against the Capitol right she's shown that she can have like kind of leadership qualities right so her being needed makes sense. Even though in this movie, they act like she is easily replaceable. Like she is just cast as the figurehead, the mocking Jay. But we could just get somebody else to play that role. Like we may not even go with you. Like they're, it's just, it's mind blowing. The logic behind any of the actions of any of these characters. Like she's, they act like she's being cast as a spokesperson more than them wanting a, a actual leader of the a figure at somebody they can point to for like hope. Even when she wants to see District Twelve, right, and they just drop her off, zero security, right. The Capitol Army never shows up. There's nobody, no weapons, right? She doesn't, she doesn't even have weapons. She doesn't even have a bow and arrow when they drop her off, right? No protection whatsoever. No weapons of her own to defend herself if somebody comes across. But, like, they have zero, aside from when the hospital gets bombed, there's, like, zero pushback when they go fly effortlessly all over Pan Am. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face. 
capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring designs from the Many Faces series, or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! So we find out P BT, who is passed out by the electric tea last last movie is paralyzed i guess right no explanation of what happened still like why what happened that went wrong what plan he had that went wrong right but we know that he's good with like hacking things so he's kind of the main person to help spread the propo but no explanation or understanding of what happened in the last movie when the president gives the speech, like President Snow is like giving a speech. And in one district, it is daytime, bright blue skies, middle of the day. Cut to this live speech being broadcast at another district. And somehow at another district, it is dark, nighttime and pouring rain which I can understand if Pan Am is like giant, right? Like if Pan Am was the size of a state. But even if Pan Am was the side of the United States of America and one district was LA and the other district was New York, there is not going to be that kind of discrepancy of daylight. I mean, maybe you could have, like, maybe at the daytime it was, like, early morning or late at night. Like, maybe you can have, you know, it's been dark for a few hours in one district, and now it's about to get... But, like, it looked midday. It looked like 12-hour difference. So, like, the reality, the logistics of the world that Pan Am is makes absolutely no sense. While the president's giving a speech, and there's, like... And, like, I could even almost see, like, the, the people that are where it looks like nighttime oh it's like maybe they're like inside like mines or something because there's miners but there's no reason it would be rainy pouring rain it just makes no sense why this live speech is going on and there's complete another mid middle of the day and then nighttime pouring rain doesn't make it because it doesn't look that big pan am like they're able to get around pan am pretty doesn't take a whole lot of time for them to fly around pan am Also, when President Snow's writing the speech and he's like, they're coming up with like, who are we going to call? Them? Oh, we could call them rebels. Like as if words like terrorists doesn't exist, like just them trying to come up with a way to write a speech in order to make the rebels sound like they are the villains. Like we see propaganda in reality. We know how certain people will label certain people as terrorists, you know? extremists right there's words out there it's not like they should be it's not like they're they're inventing these words i don't know 
And of course, at the end, they get PETA pretty effortlessly, right? Oh, I th it's almost seemed like they did, but we got you, audience. No, they actually left. Like, I don't really care. I wouldn't, wouldn't have cared if PETA and Gale and all of them ex died in that extraction. Wouldn't have changed the movie at all. Wouldn't have changed anything. They aren't crucial to any part of the plan, which seemingly the only plan is what kind of spandex are we going to put Katniss in? And we find out that PETA, one of many kind of like out of nowhere twists, you know, where he chokes Katniss, right? It's one of those things where like out of nowhere in the moment doesn't make sense. And then, of course, there's always the conversation after where it's like, we're going to sit here and we're going to have a conversation that just explains the weird shit you just watched in this movie. It's like, oh, PETA has been brainwashed. He's been controlled by the Capitol. It's like they could have set that up easily in the multiple interviews and broadcasts that PETA was on. We could have seen from his point of view that he is being like that is that they could even just hint at the fact that he is being brainwashed and used in that way but instead this movie loves to like show something that makes no sense and then have an explanation for why they did that later on it just i i, I don't know right and he like even when he's doing the thing you know he they kind of act like he's a figurehead for the capital telling the rebels to quit but she only cares about saving PETA. The escort is there. The one that's like, oh, we're going to be team gold. I got everybody a gold trinket. So we all know that we're on the same team. Like she's there and she has her dress and she's even wearing the plain, like communist inspired jumpsuit that everybody else is wearing except for like 10 people like art like first off where did they make all these clothes to look the same why wouldn't they just be wearing their normal clothes like so when they left and by the way could have easily just gone back to where they're from because there's zero there's zero like capital forces keeping them from just going back to where they're from and getting their shit as we saw Katniss do, literally getting the cat, getting pictures, like taking things that were just laying around. It's not like even anything was destroyed or damaged or anything. But it's like you, you're telling me they all got away. None of them brought clothes. None of them. And the people that do have clothes like this woman is not allowed to wear her dress. She has to wear the uniform everybody else is wearing, except for like 10 people. Just, they also like throw out this thing. Where, like, she realizes there's, there's no kids there. And there's this thing where, oh, all the kids died. When did that happen? When did all of the kids die? It's like this one line where she's, like, they're all the people wearing the same things. They're, like, listening to the president give a speech that sounds like it's supposed to be really impactful but just isn't. Like, it's said and performed in the cadence of, like, this, like, the, the Independence Day you know speech like it's supposed to be rousing and inspirational but the words that are used is just and katniss looks around it's like oh where'd all the kids go it's like oh they they all died just, just nothing makes sense the president seems as worthless as 
both presidents do. Snow and her. Philip Seymour Hoffman is more like he's producing a rebellion TV show. Like a reality TV show more than anything. I feel so bad for Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman being in this movie. The moments where they're out, where Katniss is out with the film crew and like having them say, instead of using the the green screen type of a thing to fabricate their propo, like, oh, we're going to send you guys out with a team to record on location, right? You would think the first thing they would do is film all the destruction that the Capitol has done to the different districts just to show people like that's pretty basic propo that you can get, which isn't even propo. It would literally just be showing the devastation caused by the Capitol, which they don't even think to do that until they show up and they're like, Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to get to see all the destruction they actually did. It's like no shit. And then you have Katniss running lines that they fed her singing songs that are everything staged everything that she does to make the propo with the film crew is as fake as this movie feels it almost feels like this whole rebellion thing is staged by the capital like i would not be surprised if in the next movie we find out that this other president and the rebellion is all just another kind of layer to the charade similar to what the games were but even more to make these people feel like they're rebelling in some way but really the president and the reason why they're able to fly everywhere pretty effortlessly the reason why they were able to extract peta without really any problems is because it's all part of the setup that would at least give me a little bit of respect it would have been not earned but at least it would make this movie make more sense if everything was fake since it can completely feels fake there's even a scene where like these these forest guys going through the forest with you know capital guys with guns because that's where the capital guys are and they see uh, the symbol of the mockingjay in one of the trees and they do their little whistle thing and they just run up trees as if somebody with a gun just pointing straight because they're going up a tree they're going in a straight line away like that is one of the easiest targets to hit is a, a target that's staying directly in front of you just moving farther away it doesn't make any sense that these guys would have been able to climb up the trees one as fast as they did but also not get shot and so many of them got shot. Yeah, they blew up. The, it just seems like it just even when there seems to be some kind of plan, it seems it's dumb. The execution, the logistics, the logic of it all just seems dumb. And they have if we burn, you burn. OK. I don't buy that. That's the line that's like that. These people are all inspired. It's almost like the rebellion has better tech and stuff than the capital does. Right? Just effortlessly go in and do whatever they want. Then there's a moment where Katniss 
gets on like decides to get on the broadcast like they tapped in the people of the capital are seeing the broadcast finally katniss is like and they're being attacked and katniss is like get me on get me on and she gets on and she's treating the broadcast like it's a facetime and then the broadcast turns into a facetime where president snow is like she's like can you hear me now president can you hear me now this is katniss president can you hear me can you hear me it's like you're this is a broadcast katniss this isn't really oh oh never mind i guess it is the facetime and the president's like yes i see what you're doing it's it's just so dumb she's like i never asked to be in the games like literally you volunteered to be in the games you took your sister's place so maybe you didn't specifically ask to be in the games but you sure put yourself in the games you were never chosen to be in the games you actively put yourself in the games so when she says i never chose to be in the games like well technically come on the second time maybe but things happen nothing makes sense i hate these movies i regret watching this franchise i don't care about the rebellion i don't care about the capital I, I hope some other civilization comes in and just destroys everything. Like, oh, Pan Am. This is, like, ridiculous. They're doing these, like, these stupid things, these, like, performative things. Like, let's just bomb them and get rid of them. Like, I'd be fine with that, too. Like, pull back and Pan Am. Like, the entire Pan Am is a show that the greater society outside of Pan Am is watching. That would be interesting. I don't care about the love story between Katniss, Peta, Gale. I don't. I don't buy it. I don't care. It doesn't make any sense. They're not necessary, and it doesn't even feel like they care too much. Like all she cares about in all of these movies is saving Peta. Hamish is like barely in this and he's like just become a nothing character which sucks again I feel bad for Philip Seymour Hoffman and Julianne Moore um and I'm I'll be happy when I'm done watching the franchises that's pretty much it uh thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ray Taylor show I hope you enjoyed my negative thoughts on the Hunger Games Mockingjay part one uh, don't forget to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. The last and final uh, film in the franchise I will talk about and uh, release that Wednesday, next Wednesday. Uh, and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching these episodes. And until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.